Welcome to Wednesdays with Wombat with your host, Toby McKinnon. It is Trot's Life. It's your second hour of the Wednesday edition. Toby McKinnon with you. And I'm now joined by Des Glynn as we're just having some phone box dramas at the moment. He was there a uh, second ago. Uh, he should be back there on the line now, hopefully. Uh, not as yet. Uh Sam is working hard at uh, getting Des up on the line. He is, of course, the owner of Majestic Cruiser, who had such a stellar year last year, Majestic Cruiser. He went through, uh, well, since joining uh, the Grimson camp, second in the Schweppes Sprint last year, fourth in the Miracle Mile, second in the race in New Zealand, he won the Messenger, he won the Bikes of Fake, second in the New Zealand Cup and second in the New Zealand free-for-all. And I believe he's there now, Des. Des, mate, uh, firstly, uh, how are you and uh, whereabouts are you today? I'm at home. Hello, Toby. Uh, yep, Yeah, I've got you. You're there, yep. You're at home in Glen Burnie, just out of Mount Gamber, is that right? Yeah, right on the city limits. Right on the city limits, all right. Now... Take us back, Des, what uh, got you into harness racing, which uh, I said this once earlier in the show. I'm tipping it wasn't yesterday. No, it was probably about 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, my father used to have gallopers yeah. when, we were, when we were younger, and uh, and then we went out of the gallopers, and in later later years, we I was the first one. You know, I, got, I had three other brothers. Yeah. And, and two of them went into into harness racing, but I was the first one in, and uh, that was about seventy two, I think, when I started. Yeah, okay, nineteen seventy two. So just and what, just trained a horse or two and bred a horse or two through the seventies oh, and eighties. I used to, I used to lease them back in there those days, yeah. and uh, and the first one I had, he won a race. So and then I sort of caught the bug and went from there. And very good. You're. Being in Mount Gambier, you're sort of betwixt and between. Do you go to Globe Derby for feature races, or do you go yeah, to, that's to the only Melbourne? Time we sort of go, that's the only time we sort of go to Adelaide is for the like Southern Crosses and them sort of races. Otherwise, it's too far for a little return. Yeah, that's right. And well, like going to Adelaide, is that where you sort of met the Websters and people like that? and that, Is that what started that relationship no, with Jeff? No, actually the first horse I had, Jeffrey uh, Webster won a race for me at Murray Bridge. Yeah, okay. That's, that was back in the 70s, early 70s, in about 71 or 2, somewhere around that. And I've always sort of kept him as me sort of pin-up, Jeffrey, because I thought he was a very good driver and a trainer at the time. And uh, and then when I come back into it, see... Uh, I was out of it for a while, and then I sold my farm, and I said to my wife, well, I'm going to go and buy another horse, because I only had uh, six acres when I moved to town, and it was too big for a lawnmower, but it was big enough to have a horse. So. Yeah, yeah. So I went to the sales, and I bought El Julio, and uh, he won, I think he ended up winning 13 races. He did? Yeah, and then from that, I met... Rick Hasty. Yep, 
who had the and, mayor tis, tis herself, the, the mother yeah. of El Julio, yep. Yeah. And then he, then he rang me up and he said, oh, I just, after the sales, he rang me. I didn't know him beforehand. And after the sales, he rang me and he said, uh, I just checking up to see who got the horse, see. And anyway, I think I won 12, 11 or 12 with him, then I sold him on. And he come to me and he said, oh, you can buy the mother. And I said, well, how much for, for the mother? He said, 25 at the time. And I thought, that's a bit steep. But she was in folder rock and roll and oversee. Yep. And uh, so I said, well, if she has a cult foal, I'll, I'll buy her. Yeah. Anyway, she had a cult foal. He rang me up, so I had to pay up then, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was raced as rock and roll cruiser. I think he ended up winning four, but he, he was he used to hang badly and that sort of thing. And so I moved him on too. And then the, the next one was Majestic Cruiser. Unbelievable. So 25, you got... Yeah, he was a bit of a bugger rock and roll cruiser. No one could get him going either. There was a few uh, out of shot at him. He had a lot of speed, though. Yeah. And uh, uh, and then I had Stronger. The next one was Strong and Bold. And I won in his second star as a two-year-old at Globe Derby. Yep. And then uh, he won four, but he broke down. Yeah, okay. And now I've got Majestic Cruiser's half-sister. She's just turned two. But she's showing a little bit. Tis a cruiser. Yeah, she's showing a little bit, but uh, she's only by sort of an ordinary sort of horse because I had to go to natural service because I didn't have any fillies out of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she died. When I come home from the Inter-Dominion this year, she was a bit crook and she died that day and she was due to fall about a fortnight later to uh, Major Secret, so I lost the mare. Oh, what, only a few weeks ago then? Yeah, yeah, she was 20, rising 27, I think she was. I was hoping to get another filly out of her, but it didn't happen. She she did a fair job. There was another one early for Rick called Buster Harlan that uh, Jeremy yeah, Quinlan yeah. trained. He was a really good horse. Yeah, and uh, and then she had Joe Lilioni. She, she, and yep. all the progeny from that mare is bred on. Yeah, okay. There's been Joe Lulioni, which had Joanne Leone, which is the mother of Joe and Joe. Yep, yep. And uh, Harper Grace is in Western Australia. She's thrown $200,000 winners, Rock on Top and Just for Love. Yep. And the only one that didn't race as a ra- didn't win as a racehorse was Tiz CC. Yeah. And she's up in Sydney, up that way, and she's got a horse called... Uh, uh, the jukebox, something I reckon it is, and he won the other day, or oh, about a month ago, at Newcastle. So they've all all won. So f- from getting back into harness racing, you, you go to the sales and buy one horse, El Julio, and now you're totally embedded in the whole family. Yeah, that, like I've had them, and uh, I've bought others at the sales, but nearly every horse I've got, I've won a race with or something. Yeah, I did note that, Dan, when I was going through it. Yeah. You had one way back called Kalama Rio, who was a pretty good horse. He won 11 races for you. He was a good horse, but he he, he did his uh, check ligaments in the front legs and he missed two seasons. And then he come back, I think he won another five after that. And Breddy Boy won eight for you? Yeah, he won eight, four in a row in one stage, I think. Three or four in a row one time. Yeah, I've had a few. 
some some trips back then to Mooney Valley back in the early eighties, going all that way. Yeah, like... that, that, they were long trips. <laughs> I went there one night and they had ten races, and I got home and I was a dairy farmer then. Yeah, and I and I got home and I changed my clothes and went straight to milk. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? I had a sleep during the day and then got back up and milked again in the arvo. Yeah, that's right. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Now. Majestic Cruiser will work our way through his career. I'm sure you won't mind doing this. He he just had the one started as a two-year-old when he ran third. Yeah, well, the story there was he was with Jeffrey at the time and he sent him back to me. He said, now take him over to that Southern Cross. Yeah. And this was, this was on about the Thursday. I think I picked him up from Jeffrey's and I was to take him to the Southern Cross, see? Yeah. And I worked in the next day, put him back in his yard, and he curbed his hock. So that was the end of that as a two-year-old. Yeah, okay. That's why. And then in the paddock, he just carried carried his leg all the time, and I thought, you're putting it on a bit, so I put him on the jogger and worked him. And then when I took him back to Jeffrey, he said, oh, I don't like the look of that leg. Anyway, he kept working him. I think he won first up as a three-year-old for him. Yeah. And I think he won three or four as a three-year-old. I'm not sure now. He won. He won four of his first five. He's only an early three-year-old, sort of between August yeah. and 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 the end of the year, when the yeah. season was like that. He won four out of five. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now, other than that, he's been pretty good all the way through. Then he never never gave him any trouble after that. His first Metro win. Do you remember that? He, it, it took till he was a five-year-old. He never really. I, know, I just said he won four out of five as an early three, or he got up to sort of a class, and he never really went bang, bang, bang and raced through the grades or anything, but by the time he was five, he won his first Metro at Ballarat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, but uh, he was a horse that never used to go to the line. When yeah. you, even when track work, if he was working with another horse, he kept waiting for the other horse all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and down at, at Melton and that, he'd, he'd think he's going to win a race and he'd just put his head on the side and wouldn't go to, wouldn't finish it off. You, but now, now he does now. Do you know he ran second when he won that MO at Ballarat? Uh, no, I wouldn't know now. A horse called Torrid Saint. <laughs> How's that? Well, he's, he's, he's in the race. <laughs> yeah, correct. I'm in, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they quenelled an MO at Ballarat. Uh, they were both five, I think. Uh, certainly Majestic Cruiser was five, and they come back to a Ballarat Cup all these years later. Pretty amazing yeah. in a sense. But there's not many big races that he hasn't been in now, Majestic Cruiser. <laughs> yeah, correct. He, uh, after that, uh, winning that Metro race, he bobbed up for a few Metro wins. He ran some placings in Country Cups, Ararat Cups, and... Warrigal Cups, he went over at home and ran third in an SA Cup. He just sort of, and we actually, we had Jeff on this show one time and we talked about the fact there's, there's only very limited opportunities for a horse like him. He likes the longer distance. There's not really many stand starts and any race he had to go in, he was going to be, you know, in free for all grade. So was that part of why he went to New South Wales? No, well, we got to that stage. Yeah, we were sort of stuck on it on the mark in Melbourne, sort of. weren't going anywhere, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a bit of a discussion. We said, well, we'll give him a try up, and we had him in one claiming race, but that was only just for a race for him. Yeah. And uh, uh, I said, well, give him a try up in Sydney, like on the big track, and see how he goes. Well, it was the making of him. Then he just grew another leg up there on the 
build his confidence right up. Because he's such a good stayer, and he was always such yeah. a good stayer. And Teddy Demler, and I've said this a fair few times, Teddy Demler told me once, stayers are better over the short trip. So he got up to Sydney, and he won five of his first six. Three of them were group threes. And I'm sure that staying factor at Menangle, which you have to stay because they go so hard for the whole way, really yeah. come to the fore. Yeah, and then and, and bus when they hook him out and they come around past the cages and then they hook him out, well, he's got the straight, big straight to round them up. Yeah. And he and he'll peel off speed and sprint like hell then. Yeah, correct. He doesn't wait for him anymore, though, I don't think. Uh, no, not now. <laughs> uh, not now. So, well, I hope he doesn't Saturday, Saturday night anyway. <laughs> no, no, he can, doesn't have to wait for him Saturday night. So... Have you been on the tour? Or did you go up to any when he first went up to Sydney? Did you go fly up to Sydney and, and watch him? No, I went up. I went up for the Miracle Mile twice because <laughs> it got washed. Yeah, oh, I think it was a Miracle yeah, Mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I went up for the End of Dominion. Yep. And I and I went up this year for the Len Smith Mile. I think it was. Yeah. Okay. And did you go? Did you go to New Zealand for the race? No, and, I didn't go for the race, but I went over this year for the Cup. Yeah. And. Uh, I didn't go to the free-for-all, I come home, but I, I went for the cup and uh, I wasn't there for the messenger. But see, COVID mucked me about a bit. I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and this year I thought I'd have it all planned, so I had me motels booked and everything to follow him around on the Inter-Dominion circuit and I got COVID, so that put a, threw a spanner in the works there. Oh, I Going back to the race, how did all that work? Because you own the horse, but then they someone sort of buys him and races him on your behalf, yeah, they, in a sense. Paid, I think they paid seventy five for the slot. I'm not sure now just how much it was now. Yeah. And and then uh, I get a percentage out of the win or whatever. But uh, a lot of costs involved in it. Not not a lot of return for the owner and that. Yeah. Because see, I, I paid all the. Uh, over and everything like that, I'd pay, foot the bill for all that to get him over there, and then he did yeah, win the messenger yeah. though, so you might have got a yeah. return out of that. Yeah, I done all right. He's done all right out of New Zealand. What the New Zealand Cup? So you've flown over to the New Zealand Cup, and yeah. God, he was some sort of a run. You nearly, you nearly won it. Oh yeah, and and the and the free for all too. Free-for-all. You. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, but then I think it all caught up with him when it come time for the end of the million. It sort of caught up with him a bit then, I think. Yeah, he had a, he's had a big year. He's running seven seven feature races. I went through them before. Second in the Schweppes Sprint, fourth in the Miracle Mile, which are mile races. Second in the race, won the Messenger. He won the Blacks of Fake in Queensland. And then second yeah. in the New Zealand Cup, New Zealand Free-for-All. He's done some Ks. He's been everywhere. Yeah, but he's a very laid-back horse. He doesn't The travel doesn't worry him that much. But uh, when we went to New Zealand, we were lucky. We flew him into Auckland, I think it was, and then we got on a, a thoroughbred flight, and that took him down to Christchurch. We didn't float him down there. We flew him all the way. Yeah, yeah, okay. He didn't have the big big float trip down from what's name, so that that worked in our favour a bit. Jason's oh, done a top job with him. Oh, hadn't he? It... We don't know much about Jason. He doesn't give much away with any media. Like, what's he like behind the scenes when you're dealing with him as an owner? Well, you won't find out much because he doesn't tell you much. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't talk that much. But, like, he's doing the job, so can't knock him, can I? 100%, 100%. And, and Cam, Cam does a good job. But uh, oh, I'm pleased he's got Kate on because I thought, 
that would be my choice too in that race if I had it drawn where he did, uh, like where the camera drive the better drawn one. So, and then she drove him all right the other night. So she's back on again this week. So we'll see how we go. So, what's the connection to Katie? You just have having a bit of parochial South Australian bias there because she is well, she is South well, Australian. Kate, Kate had a hundred percent record with me. I took a horse to the invitation drivers in Adelaide, which was El Julio, and he, she won on it for, for me then. Yeah, yeah. She's only had about three, two or three drives for me, but she had a pretty good record. So, but uh, no, no. Uh, I, I support the ones that support me, sort of. 100%. So, yeah. Matt. It's only a hobby to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a punter, so, so it's only a hobby. So you're a dairy farmer by trade for most of your life? Is that what work was? Yeah, yeah, I was a dairy farmer. Yeah, I had three farms. And uh, and then I sold out. So the New Zealanders have been pretty good to me because they come in and bought me three farms. They all joined each other and they, they bought the whole three out. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I don't reckon they paid me enough, so I went back and took a bit more off with the grins and that then. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. There's, uh, well, what else have you got going? You've got Tizza Cruiser coming through. Have you got any others there? Uh, what else we got? I've got... Uh, I've got a trotter with Anne Marie Conroy, an older Baron Eagle trotter. Oh yeah, I haven't seen you with a trotter before. No, that was my first venture into trotting. Yeah, and uh, he's a bit of a hothead though. He can trot all right, but he's a bit too revvy. Yeah, they'll they'll sort him out if anyone can. Uh, that's why I sort him, sent him over to them. They can work him up in the bush and that. Because when I was on the farm, I used to work him in the pine forest and that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, or on the roads and the pines, but now I'm, I'm only five minutes from the trotting track here where I'm now. That we had Andy Gray on, oh, what a month or two ago, and he was talking about how he used to work him in the dark uh, up and down the pine forest. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, most of the pines are grown on sandy ground, like sandy soil. Yeah. So that, and so, and the, you get in the pines and then. They can't run off on you and that because they've got the trees each side of them. They learn to go straight or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either straight yeah. or you run into a pine tree. This, the only, That's right. The only things the kangaroos you probably got to dodge in the old deer and the odd deer. Yes, there's a few of them around. There's uh, been great to meet you on air and uh, have a chat and. Uh, to you and Heather, thanks for thanks for sharing your journey with Majestic Cruiser. He's been some sort of a horse, and uh, yeah. a Ballarat Cup would sit nicely on the mantelpiece as well. Well, I think it's about the only big race that he hadn't been in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Vic Cups, yeah. Hunter Cups, Miracle Miles, Blacks of Fakes, New Zealand Cup, New Zealand Free for All, South Australian Cups. He's been in everything. Victoria Cup. Vic Cup. What about yeah. WA? He's probably the last bastion. Yeah, I've been over the west. It's too far across another ball. <laughs> <laughs> Not on a plane. You you can do it easy now. And just whatever you do, don't get COVID this week. And tell Heather to stay away from COVID as well. Righto. Yeah, we'll get to Ballarat anyway. We'll be in Ballarat. So very good. Good on you, Des. Thanks for coming on, mate. And best of luck. No worries. Thank you. Bye. There's Des Glynn, owner of Majestic Cruiser, and. You just never know how your good horse will come about and 
They took their time with Majestic Cruiser over many years with uh, Jeff Webster and he just found his feet his feet uh, with Jason Grimson and what a great story he has been.